0: Welcome to Culture at a Crossroads. I'm David Mann, and this is the podcast where we explore the intersection of faith and culture in Canada. And we do that by chatting with the very influencers at the center of our cultural shifts. We're also going to dive into what this means for Christians, for followers of Jesus. This podcast is in association with Emanuel Plus. They've got uplifting music videos, relevant pastor devotionals, and a whole lot of inspiration. Head to EmmanuelPlus.com. Culture at Crossroads is also brought to you by the Ultimate Questions podcast. The Bible instructs followers of Jesus to be prepared to give an answer. Power to Change is John Topping helps you do exactly that. Or if you're on the fence about faith, that's okay too. This could be a helpful resource. It's P2C Ultimate Questions. Now to our episode. It has been a week of mourning across the country, and not just because of the coronavirus, a mass shooting that spans several kilometers and several hours Ripped through the community of Porta Peak, Nova Scotia last weekend, and it is still very heavy. It's for this reason that I think it's even more fitting that my guest has a connection to the last Canadian small town to respond to tragedy, that being Humboldt, Saskatchewan. Perhaps you remember where you were two years ago when you first got the news of that tragic bus crash. Humboldt's Junior A hockey team, the Broncos, were heading to a playoff game one Friday night when a transport truck blew a stop sign and collided head-on with the bus. The aftermath, of course, was devastating. 16 deaths, 13 injuries, and many of those that passed away were under the age of 20. Canada is still heartbroken, and among those who died were head coach Darcy Hogan and assistant coach Mark Cross. My guest this week is the new bench boss, Scott Barney. The former NHLer has just completed his second season with the team, And given that he does have the history as a hockey player, Scott is well-versed too in the traditional short hockey player answer. So as you can see, this will be a shorter episode on the whole. Ahead, we'll talk about Barney's journey to coaching and what led him to Humboldt, of all places, and what it's like to be under the spotlight and helping his players continue to overcome. Those will be a couple of focuses as well. Plus, the role that Faith has played and continues to play on this team. Without further ado, this is my conversation with Scott Barney. My guest today is the head coach of the humble Broncos, also the general manager. I'm chatting with Scott Barney. Scott, uh, yeah, how are, how are you handling things amid COVID-19?
1: Oh, it's, a li- it's a little difficult for sure. Different, different uh, change of pace, right? So i guess more family time right just trying to keep the kids busy keep them active into a a routine that they usually have right so it's a little bit a little bit different for everybody and obviously it's a trying time in the world and hopefully everything can kind of can kind of dissipate here soon and i've got to
0: imagine as a hockey guy you've you know you've played on the road so many times when it comes to your family i mean these are probably uh, some more nights that you've had with them at at home than maybe ever before
1: yeah, hundred percent. Me and my wife were talking about it, right? And it's, it's obviously good to be around them, and and they, you know what, uh, for them they. <laughs> They always, say, Daddy, Daddy, when are you leaving? Right? Or a lot of times in the morning, I'm gone before they even wake up. Right? So it's good to kind of wake up with them a little bit, see them for a bit. Still try to get over to the office here for for two or three hours a day. Right? There's always obviously stuff I'll always you want to put in place for the for the coming season, but it's it's definitely a lot more time with them, which is good. Right? It's good that there's been years where years and times were in long stretches where I'm kind of away, so it's good to be home with them.
0: Hmm. I just want to go back to April 6th, 2018, just outside of Humble, Saskatchewan, that took. Cam- Canada by storm, where were you when you first heard about this crash? You were you were playing overseas in South Korea, right?
1: Yes, I was overseas, but at that time we we just kind of got back home, right? And then and then uh, heard the news. Obviously, it's definitely uh, something that uh, can hit you pretty pretty quick because you've been on those buses many times. You've uh, had long road trips where it's you know sometimes six seven in the morning where you're getting home on a long long trip, right? And it's definitely very very sad, right, to hear about it, and then also now to be to be involved with with it and and uh, have has touched base with with many families involved and and it's definitely a, a difficult uh, situation for sure
0: mm, and so easy to resonate with with you like you said the people you, yourself as a hockey player being on those buses you know being a, a kid wanting to play hockey so many Canadians can put themselves in those shoes even parents that you know want to see their kids rise and all the different facets of what what makes a hockey team grow now, for yourself, were you like was was it a, was it always your plan to to go into coaching in 2018 after wrapping up your year overseas in Asia?
1: Well, funny to say that I was obviously played played a long career and then. As years went by, everybody's like, "Oh, you got to get involved with coaching. Got to get involved with coaching." But my plan actually was just to to get into something different, right? To have more structure in our, our family life with our kids going to school and just be more stable in 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 one situation. But uh, you know what, the opportunity came up there to apply for the assistant coach job with the with the Broncos, and you know what, I'm I'm so excited. I did jump at it, and it's been obviously. Uh, when you put put your effort into something, you want to put it in hundred percent, and that's that's how I kind of kind of do things, and it's been been hundred percent all in, and I've really enjoyed the experience here so far.
0: What an incredible experience! You talk about the opportunity came out. How did that sort
1: of materialize? Well, I just seen that they had a, an assistant coaching a position open, and I was talking with a colleague of mine who's involved in the in the game, and he said there is a there is an opening, so I got my resume in, and the the head coach at the time. Uh, he, he was a former teammate of mine, and we hadn't talked probably for, oh, I don't know how long, probably fifteen years, because it was that near the beginning of my career, kind of sent my resume like everybody else, and 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 getting the job right. So, here I am now as the head coach and general manager, and you know it's been it's been a great experience.
0: Going back to that initial entrance into Humboldt, so you're you're no stranger to being on the move. You, your, your career took you all over the place from the NHL to Germany to Finland. Uh, to places uh, Switzerland Austria
1: South Korea. These are all different places that you played in right my father-in-law used to joke about joke around was uh, have stick will we'll travel right but uh, you know it's been, it's, been it's, it's great experience for me this to be in those different countries and to be able to adapt to different situations and and, and for me now in, in the coaching industry I feel you have to know the players first before you can coach them and every, every player is, is different right and dealing with some different situations especially in those countries and cultures it's really helped me in in uh, in, in in the coaching industry for sure.
0: So you're no stranger to, you know, packing up a suitcase and, and heading the road. But I've got to think as, as someone like yourself, who's who's been on the move for so long at this point, you come back home, which for you is uh, Esmore, Ontario, just outside of Peterborough, we, we talked about this, uh, where I'm also from. And, you know, you played junior there for the Pete's, you were the captain, um, you know, where you grew up in Oshawa, just an hour down the road. I'm sure there's lots of different hockey teams within striking distance from that area and then you say no I'm going to go on the move again and and head to Saskatchewan where there's a lot of hurt a lot of healing that needs to happen uh did you sort of see this as like almost a bit of a calling to go to Saskatchewan
1: yeah you know what it could have been right for sure right just uh Obviously, like you said, we've been on the move a lot as a family, right? And, and it's tough on my wife, especially, and the kids, right? And our daughter has, she's she's lived in, in Austria, she's lived in, in South Korea, she's been back in Ontario in the summers, right? So it, a lot of change for her at a young age. She's only five years old, right? So it has been difficult, and that was one reason maybe behind us, maybe staying right at, at home. But uh, like you said, it's been it's been great so far here. You know, communities opened up to us. My first year, my my family was at home, so that was that was difficult. Just uh, with the situation, it was it was my daughter's first year of school. But this year, they've been here the whole year, and it's been great to have them here. Like I said, you wake up in the morning, you hear hear them calling daddy, or you go on a, go to the park together or do some family things. It's it's really important, and it helps take some of the some of the stresses away for sure.
0: Mm. Now speaking of stresses, you know you come into this team and sixteen people. Uh, passed away from that horrific bus crash, and your your team. I mean, the roster uh, total makeover, right? It was it? It was two players that returned to that roster initially at the beginning of uh, the beginning of 2018 in the fall. Is, is that right?
1: Yeah, there was there was two players who came back: Derek Patter and Braden Cameron. And there was also another one, Grayson Cameron, who came back this year who couldn't play last year. And obviously, we had our training camp, and then then went from there. Obviously, it was a bunch of players from all different leagues. And then this past season, we went with a lot of a uh, young players, right? So we had a lot of older players here before. So we went with a bunch of young players, and we've we've put together a really good club here going forward. And uh, we're looking forward to the to the coming season here.
0: What was that like that summer of 2018? You and, and the head coach at that time, the general manager, your buddy Nathan Oystrick, Like when it came to you know recruiting and, and finding guys. I mean, you you just kind of came in. You were willing. Was that sort of the same? scenario for a lot of these players like they wanted to just sort of help this this hurting community and and make a difference on the ice
1: yeah it, it, it seemed like it was like i wasn't involved really until about two weeks before training camp and then obviously there was uh, luke Struby. they had uh, other people involved making the decisions with the club well while, while they were searching for the coaching staff i know nathan was involved with it a lot longer than i was it was uh I, i'm more more hands-on once we got to training camp and and going forward with that
0: so you guys go forward and a uh, pretty decent campaign, 2018, 2019. And then, and then your buddy, the the head coach and, and GM, Nathan Oystrick, some other things in his life unfold and he steps aside as the head coach and then you're sort of slotted in to take over full ownership of the team. What was that like?
1: Obviously, it's always difficult when uh, there's there's a change, right? You want to make sure your players are kind of... Are all bought into the same same program, and uh, you know we had individual meetings all the players. You know we moved forward, right? We moved forward, and we we finished off the campaign, and, and and you know what, the players were really responsive to to the situation. So you you have this new
0: task, a bigger portfolio to to take care of now as, as the head coach and GM. Just back to that that season in twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, and your 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 wife, you know, your family is still uh, back in Ontario at this point. Is there ever any sort of like you know, second thoughts, like, uh, maybe I should go back home, like you said, you're, you're away from your family, things are going well, you got a good, you got a good squad in Humboldt, but I mean, there's, there's more emotion to deal with now, right, because now, you, I mean, before I, I hear you were the players, coach, guys would come talk to you, but there's still all these stresses of, of what happened, it's not that far removed from their lives, uh, did, you ever, did you ever have any second thoughts?
1: Uh, no 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 second thoughts. So obviously, it's some tough days with the family. Thank God for, for uh, technology nowadays with the with the FaceTime and and WhatsApp and and all those different uh, social media things that you can get on and, and talk with your with, with your family right and see see the family every day. Obviously, it was really difficult for for my wife being home with, with the two kids. Right, it's a it's a lot of work and a lot of lot of stresses. Basically, just lived in lived in the office pretty much most of the day, and then then from here went back to the, back to the apartment, got some sleep, and kind of did it every day, right? And just kind of tried to try to get better, and and I brought an assistant coach in who had. Uh, tons of experience in, in major junior hockey in uh, Troy Smith who was with Saginaw Spirit that season as a head coach you know he's almost like a mentor mentor to me and and helped uh, helped me with a lot of a lot of little things that go on in, in, in the coaching uh, business
0: and what can you say about some of the mentorship that you've been able to offer to to these players you've been able to share about all your experiences uh, playing all over the world
1: yeah, for sure. I can just maybe share one little one. Would be like maybe with Grayson, right? Grayson that went through through a back injury. Obviously, in a in a lot different situation than I did. But obviously, I missed three years in my career with a, with a back injury. And just kind of, we had chats over the summer and just said, hey, you know what? There's gonna be times when, when the body's gonna be gonna be tight, gonna be sore, right? And just gotta gotta kind of take care of your body, right? But definitely, you know what he was he was really driven he was in tremendous shape when he, when he came and, and he worked so hard to get back and it was just great to see and great to be able to, to be a part of it with him here for his last year junior and you know what I, I believe that he's going to go on and play some university hockey here and you know what I, I i wish nothing but the best for him and obviously we'll, we'll we'll always keep in touch and he'll have a special place in in my heart that's for sure
0: Wow, what a what a neat uh, parallel of of resilience on on both of your your parts. So, Grayson, uh, just s- describe the condition. He he was your captain this past season. Doctors didn't really give him much of a chance to come back. Uh, much like in in your scenario, uh, what 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 was his condition following the crash? What sort of state was he in physically?
1: I don't really know that one. To to to, to be honest, I just know no, he did have a major back injury where he had some rods and stuff in there. I'm sure he has a lot more more, more stuff than just, just those injuries and, and, and wounds that he has to deal with, right? But uh, you know, he, he was super positive. He was such a leader for our guys in there. They really looked up to him. Every day he came to work, and he put his body in the line, sacrificed. And, and when he did that, you had everybody else buying in, do it, doing, doing similar, similar things to him. And uh, you know what? he's going to be successful no matter if it's hockey or whatever he does just because of his work ethic, his drive, and, and resiliency like, like he touched on
0: and just you know your story and and Grayson's story would you say that it's made both of you it made both of you stronger players coming back or was there still uh, a bit of Injury plague That, that kind of sl- Maybe slowed him down I mean you, you I guess you didn't really see that But what about in your own career When you came back In the NHL Like were you a, a little bit Slower first step
1: Yeah you, you know what, You're never going to be the same For sure After missing that much time Right But uh, if you can get back a, As good as you can and, and there's always Never excuses Right You just You got to give what you can And, and you know what if you give what you can then you'll get you'll get back what you want right kind of thing and it just uh for me obviously there was times when it was a little little difficult and, and some sore days right but that's just part of the game no matter if you come back from injury or not and uh, it's a physical sport but uh obviously it made me a better person made me realize things aren't, aren't aren't given right and not taken for granted as well so it it made me a better person in the end And it's, it's helped me obviously in, in this career as well and then and, and hopefully for for years to come with uh, different experiences you're still playing hockey much yourself? No, I don't put them on too often. I think I put them on twice here since I finished playing. But with the guys, we, we skate with them every day, right? We're we're on the ice with them. Stay active. For me, conditioning is a big part of, of what we believe in here. Can help get you a lot of wins, especially down the road into the playoffs.
0: Now, talk to me again about this this team. So, you know, interesting scenario. Two years ago, the the team season is is comes to a halt because of this horrific bus crash uh, last year. Guys had a really good campaign, lost in game seven uh, against uh, Estevan. Estevan, right? Estevan Bruins. Yes,
1: yeah, yes, yes.
0: And then this year, you uh, first round of the playoffs, and you guys got swept by uh, the Flint Flon Bombers. But like you said, uh, a younger team, lots of upside going forward. So uh, I mean, I feel like in, in some ways, you kind of have come into a similar situation as as the the previous coach, Darcy Hogan, because uh, they were kind of going through a bit of a rough stretch before he came in and took over. And now you've kind of got the same sort of deal, but you're you're seeing the upside, and maybe you'll get to that. That spot uh, that, that he got to, like, are, are you, do you see some parallels?
1: Yeah, like, obviously, hey, I can never compare myself to Darcy. He did an amazing job here. Obviously, he's, he, he's, he's done such such great things with, with, with the hockey club, right? And I know for ourselves here, it's just we basically started with a younger team and just tried to, to build it up and, 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 and kind of into this this season would be a year that we're going to try to make and, and do as much as we can here as, as a club and organization, right? Obviously, they've been a successful franchise over the years, we're just trying to get uh, things back to as, as normal as we can, and, and things have been here. The community's been great; they're, they're strong. We've we've all moved forward from it. You just kind of you know, you're never gonna you're never gonna forget it. And like I say I shouldn't say we move forward, but you're never gonna forget it, and we always remember them for sure. We're always gonna play play for them, as 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 everybody says. Looking forward to kind of next season and seeing what what these players can bring back to our our, our club.
0: Yeah, you mentioned you're never gonna forget them, but you have moved forward. Uh, just when it comes to uh, sort of having the spotlight on your team because I think uh, I like many others, and I'm not sure if if you fit into this too. Uh, I didn't know there was such a place as Humboldt, Saskatchewan, before that crash happened two years ago. But now, I mean, it became this fixture in Canada, and it will continue to be that way. And I'm sure you you know you're you're still dealing with media to this day. People are checking in on how the Broncos have recovered and how they're uh, responding uh what what is your sort of uh way of of handling the extra attention that you get on this this junior team in saskatchewan
1: yeah you just gotta go about it business as normal right we, we just kind of you know what for me i try not to get the players involved too much especially the guys who were, were in the accent that are that were on on our teams here in the last couple of years but you know obviously you give them the opportunity obviously they, they have some good days and some bad days right for sure especially the, the town right they're just uh Obviously, they went through uh, some some tough times, right? I said we have such a great, strong uh, billet staff here, and that uh, billet all our players. I said we probably have all. I think we had one local player. Uh, Twenty-two of them are from other towns all over all over Canada, and then you know they welcome them into their home, and it's such a such a great community, right? Obviously, like you said, it's six thousand people. But before I, I never knew about Humboldt, uh, Saskatchewan before either. Now, obviously, you said it's a it's a franchise that's on a lot of people's radars and a lot, of, a lot of a lot of players maybe want to play here for for different different reasons you know we just want players who want to play here for for the right reasons and 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 keep continuing to bring the legacy here of the of the Humble Broncos
0: mm-hmm. and what a what a legacy you have even even prior to the to the crash uh you know 10 provincial championships two national championships i understand and and just a real a real hockey town just going back to you know dealing with the extra attention that the media has on your franchise, kind of, uh, is probably for the you know inconceivable future, uh, you know that that like you said, you have a, a massive support system with with great billets, uh, you know a really helpful community, a solid assistant coach that you brought in, trainers, etc. Uh, but another uh, piece to that. Uh, I know b- before, and I imagine still, is uh, is the chaplain uh, to the team. What can you say about uh, his role? Yeah, Sean
1: Brando, he's been, he's been excellent, right? He's, he's a guy that the players really look up to. He billets as well. You know, he's great. Sean comes in here, we'll, we'll have a coffee and, and shoot the breeze and can have a conversation about anything. And he does the same thing with some of our players, right? Some maybe going through a tough time no matter hockey or, or, or off the ice or, or at home or, or missing their family. And, and he's there kind of lean on just just to talk to, right? And, you know, he's got a great family there, him and Marsha And, uh, you know, what? they open up their church a lot there to our players. They do uh, at least once a month, maybe twice a month, do some team bonding things, exercises. And he's been doing it for years here in, in Humboldt with, with our players and organization. And he's just a great, great person, right? Always got a smile on his face and always willing to talk and open up. And you know what? He's been he's been great great to me, and and I know he's been a, a vital part of this organization for years. Did you watch that funeral two year two years ago? The vigil on? Did you watch highlights of it when he he gave his message? Yes, I've, I've I've watched many many highlights of it. Yes, he's a he's a great 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 presenter and a great good talker. He did it on the one year anniversary as well. You know what? Sean Sean's a a very strong man. He has that gruffy kind of look. He, he's a great guy. He's done a lot of a lot of big uh, motivational uh, speeches. I know my wife was uh, in Peterborough. They had uh, Faith Night. That was the first time she'd met him. While I was uh, I was here coaching the, the Broncos. He had uh, about a season and a half ago. But uh, no, he's a great guy. I've been in his house there for for dinner before with his family. Just uh, good people.
0: Now he offered a lot of spiritual support and just sort of. Oh yeah, I'm interested just on that legacy. I know that there was a lot of. Uh... Faith was is obviously important to him as a, as a pastor. A lot of the players and even the previous uh, coach before you, it was uh, well known that he was really devout in his faith. Has this influenced you at all? Are you someone who would who would describe yourself to be spiritual or to have some sort of a sense of God at, at work?
1: Uh, I'm not overly spiritual. I'm 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 Catholic, right? But. Uh... Our, our daughter goes to the Catholic Church, obviously believe in God but i 'm not uh, 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 deep deep into into the spiritual side of it right it's, it's good to do it, but if you're not, I'm not I, I don't push it on anybody right and that's same with same with our players as far as the team building stuff and and you know it's up to them to, to go to it, but usually they all they all go to it and they, they enjoy sean's sean 's company he's not pushing too much spiritual stuff on them and you know he lets them accept it if they want to and he's there f- to lean on it and, and that's why sean's great right he 's not there to push anything on you that, that you don't Want pushed on you,
0: very respectable and understanding.
1: Yes, very, very. Yes,
0: I'm just interested, sort of the the mark of some of the things that you know he mentioned in, in his funeral that really uh, defined this team uh, from from the the faith pursuit or what you know what, what's been derived from the Bible that was applied to them. And think about what he said about you know the scars that have that are that are on this team that are that are really uh, you know define them but have helped them move forward and and sort of made them who they are as people. You talk about character being refined. Uh, these players, this organization. But another thing that, that came through from the wife of, of the late coach, and uh, Christina Hogan, and, and what she said, and I'm sure you, you, you're you aware of this, with her willingness to forgive that tractor-trailer driver following the crash and sort of how that has been really commendable by people across the Canada, trying to understand how she could do that. Would you say that the, this team has has been able to you said they've been able to move on would you say that 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 sort of forgiveness is has really marked them too?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure on that. I can't speak for the families, right? And that's something that that something that I wouldn't wouldn't want to do, and, and I don't think it's fair, right? There's so many different families that I've never even met, and there's there's some I have met. Obviously, for her, she has those feelings, and that's great for her, right? To, to be able to to be able to feel that, right? And it, it, I'm sure it makes anybody feel a little bit a little bit better, but never going to change anything for them, right? Kind of thing. So that's definitely uh, like I said, I try to stay away from it. I think you know what each 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 and every family is going to have their own feelings and and w- which they should right and that's why we're all created differently.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got your uh, excitement for this team and at the end of uh, last season you uh, went from being the interim to now you you signed a three-year extension in in 2019. Was that uh was that pretty? Uh, Pretty straightforward. You were like, yeah, I want to I want to stay with this franchise for a while
1: Yeah, I was excited to start from the beginning and build it up, right? We have had great support from our uh, From our president everybody else on the board and like I said in the community and you know what? We have basically 90% of the players coming back Obviously, we'll add in some different players here and there try to fill some spots looking forward to seeing what happens obviously We'll see when the season gets going here with the COVID nineteen, but hopefully sooner rather than later. But the biggest thing at first is just make sure everybody's healthy in the world for sure. Mm-hmm. And what's
0: the what's the state of the SJHL? Obviously, it had to it had to come to an end. Your season, unfortunately, was already over before uh, the pandemic really took off. Correct?
1: Yes, our season just ended, and I think two days later the the whole league was was canceled. Unfortunately, and, you know you feel bad for the franchises that kind of. Or, or that had those 7 or 8 20-year-old players that were looking to win to win a championship and you never want to see their season come come to an end so unfortunately that's that's very the the, the tough part of it right so
0: and uh, you you talk about how home uh, is for you it's more peterbro would you say that it's slowly becoming Humboldt as well? Another home away from home?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. We, we consider this our home now, right? We're 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 here. You know, what? we were we were planning to get home in in June and July for part of the summer, but uh, right now it doesn't look like we're going to be getting back there with uh, everything that's uh, going on. You know, we we have a place here that we we've rented, and and the kids enjoy. We'll uh, hopefully get some family out here in, in the summer if things can kind of change here.
0: And just kind of in, in closing this thing up, what are your hopes for your team aside from just building a successful franchise, but sort of the the legacy that you want to leave on these
1: these players in your in your tenure as a coach? Yeah, for for me, it's it's not about them becoming hockey players in the end. It's about them becoming good people, right? And you get good people that have strong strong uh, work ethics can uh, have a lot of character and and those things kind of can bring you to the next level no matter if you're like you said playing hockey or out in the out in the in the in the world and and working uh, wherever they they may if that's uh whatever they want to do and and they put their mind to it they can accomplish it and that's something that that we kind of believe in here and kind of things that we we preach to our players is is, you know what work ethic competing and just being good people right and if you can be a good person easy good things will happen
0: Uh, Well, Scott, really appreciate you uh, taking this time. It means a lot that we we could have this conversation today.
1: Sounds good, David. Appreciate it.
0: So lots of optimism for the young Broncos. And just as Scott is well aware, Canada will be watching them every single step of the way. And, you know, I really think Scott's doing a great job. He's honoring those who went before him, but he's also moving forward. And it really is a delicate dance. This mindset, too, I think it'll be really key for Peak, Nova Scotia in time as they move forward. But I have to say, in the middle of an interview, sometimes you're not always able to fully process what your guest has said. And after listening back to my conversation with Scott, I just want to address with some real grace that the impact of that bus crash is sure going to you know, impact these families affected for a long time, but at the same time... You know, the forgiveness offered from someone like Christina Hogan, widow of the late Coach Darcy, I think that that kind of response allows her to live her life more fully going forward. Because even on the days when resentment seeps in, she can cling to the freedom that she has. She can be reminded that the reason she could forgive that truck driver was because Jesus Christ forgave her bit of a heavy moment, but there are a lot of links on the show notes today to the Humboldt Broncos past couple of seasons. We got more details on the crash. All of that can be found at davidmanmedia.com. And hey, if you appreciated this episode, could you think of a friend or a family member who would also benefit? Why not send it their way? We're still in the early stages of the podcast. Your support means a lot. Thanks for listening to Culture at a Crossroads.